We believe in growth and continuous learning. We believe in educating and sharing knowledge. We believe the body is miraculous and is able to heal with the proper nutrition and support. And we believe the right mindset is key to your success. I'm Amanda Golightly. And I'm Kate McDowell. And this is Limitless Health. Live well, naturally. Hello and welcome to the show. Today we're going to have kind of a candid conversation between Amanda and I just about what it was like as early on in my MS days and in our time together. And when we first started dating, things were very much different than they are now in terms of my quality of life and my health and ability to do things. And we just were reflecting on some of the stuff that we both used to experience all the time and thought it would be interesting to share that with you. So we're going to do this a little bit from Amanda's perspective. She's going to share kind of what she saw and experienced from her side. And then I'll share a bit more about how it was living it and dealing with the things that we're talking about. Yeah. One of the first things that just came back to me was, I remember you sharing the, the spoon theory as far as how you only had so many spoons for the day and you had to plan everything you were doing as far as using up your energy and you need to be basically on point with that because there was only so many. Yeah. The spoon theory is an interesting one. I remember when I first found that, and if you haven't heard of it, actually I'll try and find it and drop the link in the show notes as well. But it's something that for me, it gave me this like validation for how I was feeling because yeah, my energy was really low and to get up in the morning and to shower and get ready for work, that would use a chunk of my energy every single day. And then I had to realize that, okay, so if I'm going to work today, I'm going to use more spoons. And ultimately, basically what it described and helped me describe to people as well was like, okay, if I have 10 spoons for the day and getting ready for work and showering in the morning takes three of them, and then work takes five more of them, I only have three spoons left for the evening. That involves making dinner, getting ready for bed. If that takes another spoon, it just was an easy way for me to explain to people that like my energy is limited. And that was something that I'd never experienced in the past before, but living with MS, I, it was huge. Energy was a really um, kind of, a, it had a disappearing act. Like I'd be fine. And then all of a sudden I'd have nothing left. And I remember my mom specifically would ask me like, oh, you know, do you want to come over this weekend? Or can we make plans for a few weeks from now? And I was always having to say no because I never knew how much energy I was going to have. So the spoon theory was a really, uh, it was a good way to be able to explain that to people in a way that they could understand. But it was also something that I, I leaned on for a while where I was like, okay, well, you know, I can justify this. I don't have the energy. And when you start to realize that there's other things you can do, it's like, why was I holding on to that for so long? But yeah, it's really crazy thinking about when we first met, which was 2015, and we had a couple of, I mean, we had many things that we were doing. I remember we went to a friend's birthday that was in the evening and it was at the keg and we were there late and the longest time waiting for a table ever. And it just got to the point where you were done and we had to go. So that was one instance. And just any time when there was a really late night, like you just, there was a cutoff point for you and the energy was just 
I, I have to go kind of thing. And to think of that now that it doesn't, it's not the same at all. It doesn't really happen. I know you're an early riser. It is. So of course there's going to be a little bit of a, of a cutoff, but nothing like what used to be. It's more of a, to me, what I would think of a more normal instance of your energy level. Okay. It's, this is late because it's past your normal bedtime, not because your energy's run out kind of thing. Yeah. It was a really weird feeling to experience. And you start to kind of like when we met, I'd already had MS been diagnosed 10 years prior. So it was something that I was kind of used to, but it was like this weird sensation of all of a sudden, like the lights were turned off and there was no turning them back on. You needed to go home and you needed to recharge. And, you know, some mornings like, yes, okay. So I had 10 spoons on an average day. Some mornings I would wake up and I was exhausted from the moment I woke up, which was hard to get used to and hard to deal with. But yeah, it's a total night and day difference from like how I feel now from versus then it's, I can't even, it's totally different. Crazy. See what else we got here. I did make a list just so we could cover some things. <laughs> um, okay. This is a good one. Cause it was kind of correlates to around when we met. So we met in December of, well, actually we met in October, but it wasn't until two months later that we actually first went out. And then it was about a month later in the January of 2016, where you decided you made the decision to come off all your medications. So that's, that was a, a huge turning point for you to decide one, that you were done with that. And then two, you, you, you also have this new relationship and I'm sure, I don't know what your thoughts were around that at that time, as far as what was to come after making that decision. Yeah. I mean, I had made the change in 2011 or 2012. My memory is fuzzy for, for certain points of my MS journey as well, but 2011 or 2012, I made the change to my diet. And I started eating differently and I did start to feel better in a lot of ways, but ultimately the medication that I was on, I didn't feel good when I was taking it. I felt it was like a fluish kind of feeling all of the time. I felt nauseous all of the time. I was even more tired than I had been before. Um, I would pretty take awful it. stuff. It was horrible. Yeah. It was, it's actually initially was designed to be, um, a chemical that they would put on fab fabric to prevent mold from forming or fungus from growing. And then somebody had the idea of like, let's get humans to ingest anyways, to ingest this. So this stuff, it made me feel horrible. I would get like a flushing hot feeling, but not like when you take too much pre-workout, that's like a normal flushing feeling. This was like a burning. It was, I felt like I dipped my head in a bucket of acid. And I remember one time I was driving to meet Amanda and I t had taken um, some of the pills before leaving to drive there and I almost had to pull over because the burning sensation was so bad. I was like, I just can't do this. And yeah, ultimately I decided I'm done. I like, this is not a recommendation for anyone to ever come off medication or do anything without talking to your doctor. Let me put that disclaimer out there. I'm not telling you to do anything, but this is what I did. I'm sharing my experience. So and was that the turning point for that decision? When was the actual last stand kind of thing? That was the last pill that I ever took. Yeah. Is that why though? Why? Because I felt horrible and because I didn't want to like feel shitty through a new relationship. And... Yeah. Well, you were doing that already. I mean, those like 
was there just one last specific incident when was that it to just say i'm done it was i want there's a different life there's possibility for a different life here i'd been you know on my own for three years and just kind of like well whatever i can get through and i can deal with this and it was Mm -hmm. like i want a different life and so yeah that was like a there's a big turning point moment for me there in the sense that i was like I don't want to be feeling like I'm going to throw up all the time. I don't want to be, you know, having this horrible burning feeling. I don't want to be as tired as I've been since I've been on this medication. I want this new relationship to be fun and awesome. And I want to be able to experience more of my life. So I was like, I'm done. Can't do this anymore. It was a pretty amazing decision to one, I guess, be open to the possibility that the relationship was going to be, I don't know, however you want to describe it, great things, exploration, whatever it is, and to incorporate that into your decision as well. I guess it could have been, it could have been me, it could have been anyone else, but as far as what caused you to finally decide that, and it's, I don't know, it's, it's cool to kind of go back and reflect as far as uh, your side of it and how you were thinking at that time. So it's just, yeah. I'm intuitive. We know that. <laughs> yes, you are beyond. <laughs> and now we're married. So I made the right decision. <laughs> Something within you knew. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So where to now? Let's see. <clears throat> uh, well, this is more of an earlier on thing too. Uh, I remember you had many times where we were having conversations and it would get to a point where you just, you couldn't find the word you were looking for. And I know that was, as you've told me before, it's a very challenging thing to have to deal with. And I was, I always did my best to try and be supportive with that because it's, I mean, why not be supportive ultimately? Because you were doing your best with what you had at the time, what you could do. So, yeah, that was my most frustrating symptom. The lack of energy sucked. I had, 24 seven nerve pain, like neuropathy in my legs, uh, for years. So that was, those things sucked. Um, I used to drop things. I used to trip when walking. I used to trip when running. I used to, uh, like I had all kinds of other symptoms as well, but the cognitive challenges was the biggest frustration of any of them because I felt stupid. I felt dumb. I felt like I couldn't participate in a conversation without people looking at me funny. Um, I would go out on the sales floor because I was a a retail manager at the time and I'd get called to the floor for a customer service issue or for something. And the customer, I had one customer look at the sales associate when I was trying to explain something to him and I was like screwing up my words or forgetting what I was saying mid-sentence. And he looked at the sales associate and said like, that's your manager? People, it's frustrating and you start to, you do, you start to feel dumb and you start to feel like you can't participate in conversations. I was quiet. I was considered shy by a lot of people because I didn't get into conversations and there's no way we would have a podcast if I was still (laughs) dealing with that because I lost confidence in myself. Yeah. And that was a really hard thing to deal with. I mean, I remember my manager saying to me as well, he's like, it's like two different people. When you send me an email, like I can tell that the lights are on, like there's a smart person here. And then I come to talk to you in the store and like, I don't know what happens. <laughs> and I was just like, I, it felt like there was, I used to explain it, that there was like a short circuit between my brain and my mouth. The thoughts would be great in my head and then that, and it would just be like mumble, mumble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
just a disconnect. Yeah. It was so frustrating. It's so interesting just with all the places that you started at when we first met and then where you are now, it's like, it's totally night and day. Mm -hmm. Okay. Where to now? Mm -mm -mm. I used to, when you were working in retail, you had a stand-up desk as well. I did. That's true. I mean, I kind of mentioned already, I used to have nerve pain for a long time and it was in my legs and I couldn't sit down. It was like a sciatica feeling, but 24 seven, I would sit down and I would feel even more nauseous and like dizzy and horrible. And so I got, I had a stand-up desk. One of our friends made me this like desk topper so that I could stand all of the time because I, I never wanted to sit down because I just felt so uncomfortable. Like I would be the person who would drive around in the middle of summer with my seat heaters on in my car because it gave me some relief along yeah. the back of my legs, even, and then the air conditioning as small because it would have died. Um, <laughs> oh, no kidding. Jeez. But yeah, no, I had, I couldn't, I had to wear clogs to work because I couldn't handle uh, shoes. Like the pressure on the back of your legs, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Around my feet. So yeah, there was that too. That was also not fun. Hmm. Well, since we're on the topic of your feet, I know at one point we used to CrossFit together and it, it still boggles my mind thinking of doing all the box jump, box jumps and you telling me you couldn't feel your feet. Like that's like the mindset that you had back then to still compete the way you did and just keep that grit you had and you were doing all these box jumps and you couldn't feel your feet. That there was one that was really hard. There was one <laughs> open competition that I forget how many box jumps there were. It was like 20 and we had to do it like six times or something. And usually I would just step up because I didn't always not feel my feet, but there were periods of time where my symptoms would be worse or, um, and then they would get a little bit better but there was one open competition where yeah we had to do all these box jumps and i was like can i just step up and they were like no you can't and i was like so i have to oh, okay so i couldn't feel the ground to take off and then i also couldn't feel the box when my feet would land on it so it was like it is really hard to wrap your head around that i can't even i don't <laughs> even know how to describe it what that felt like but i did it and I survived, but yeah, I just had this, I mean, CrossFit was really good. I think for me in that sense that I was scared when I started working out at first, I didn't like to put the bar over my head. I didn't like to do, I didn't like to go upside down. There were lots of things I didn't like to do because I didn't trust my body. And it helped me realize that like, holy crap, there's a lot more you can do than you think you can. Yeah, but, but you pushed yeah. yourself too. You didn't just take it easy on yourself by any stretch. No. This is the same mentality as when you had you had the challenge to do how many uh, squats were there? I don't even know. Two hundred and fifty. <laughs> Too many squats, and she hadn't done squats in a long time. And next thing you know, walking down the ramp is beyond a challenge. <laughs> Wobbly legs. Yeah. Now yeah. you know. This yeah. <laughs> This is where my advice would always come in: do half. <laughs> Whatever you want to do, do half. <laughs> if you think it sounds good. Do half. Yeah, always exactly. <laughs> I took that advice actually. Yeah, because walking down the ramp, I was like, "Oh God, oh, it's going to yeah. be ass over tea kettle for sure." <laughs> I survived, but I don't know how. I'm sure, someone would help you up. <laughs> okay, so and the other experiences I got to have with you as well, because you were still going to see a neurological doctor at that point. So there were, I think, there were a few appointments that I went to with you. 
and just the progression in from where you started and then to your last one is very intriguing. I'll let you tell it because it's basically, it is your story. So I think there were two appointments that we went to together and it was interesting to see the shift in the doctor in terms of the first time that we went to the appointment and I had said to him, um, I'm not taking my medication anymore. And his reaction was like, you're playing Russian roulette with your health. I really think you should go back on it. And he was giving me, you know, some reasons why I should go back on it. And I was like, well, I'm feeling better. And he's like, okay, well, what are you doing? And I said, well, I changed my diet. And his reaction was, well, I don't know anything about that. And dismissed it and brushed it off and was like, I really think you should go back on your medication. And we were both kind of like, all right, whatever, and left. But then I would go every year to see him until the next appointment, which was actually the last time I saw him. And that would have been in 2017, maybe. Um, yeah, probably. And so we went back the second time and he, I walked into the office and he's like, what is, what is going on? There was such a change in me and my vision was better reading the eye chart and my balance and coordination was better and all of the like monkey tricks that he used to say that he puts you through when you go in there all of the testing everything was coming back really good. And he was like I whatever you're doing I don't know what it is, but keep doing it and he asked like what are you doing and i'm like I told you I changed my diet and there was such a shift in him where he was like was huge huge okay okay cool like what are you doing tell me more uh so that was really interesting to see but then yeah he said you know whatever you're doing keep doing it i i don't need to see you anymore unless you need me kind of thing which was pretty cool yeah it was it was really awesome to see a shift in him and and acknowledge the changes that you made there there had to been there had to have been something personal that he experienced because he was like night and day from mm -hmm. the, the previous year. It was just remarkable how much he had accepted that you were choosing to go a different route and not do medication. That was not even like, I don't remember that being a discussion. You had approved so much and basically, yeah, we don't, we don't need to see you anymore, which is exactly what you want to hear. Yeah. I think I was eating keto at the time, what yeah. I had said to him. And he said, oh, my brother did keto and he lost a whole bunch of weight. And that's where there was like this mm -hmm. rapport. Like he understood what we were, what we were yeah. saying, which was neat. And I haven't been back. So that was yeah. 2017. Well, you don't need to go back because as far as I'm concerned, you don't have it. So agreed. Yeah. Which is amazing. It's amazing to have that shift of, and for us both to have that shift, not just one or the other. Cause if one person is thinking one way and the person's thinking the opposite, that could be really, really challenging. And I'm grateful that we're both on the same page with that, just to be able to support you and have that same mindset and continue forward with the health in that aspect. Cause I know if you're having the, the battle of different thoughts that could really set you back, perhaps just mm -hmm. the stress of that. And, or I meant, I guess if the people are at different ends of the spectrum, the relationship would probably not work ultimately. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that we have the same mind mindset and that you are no, no longer have these symptoms. And to me, you no longer have MS that is all past. I agree. And I know that, I know that 
like lots of people, I won't even just say doctors. I know that lots of people will argue me with on that point. And I don't know if it's just an inability to appreciate that or to understand that there are things that you can do to help yourself get better. Um, but yeah, in my opinion, this is just my opinion. I don't have MS anymore. I don't have the mechanism of disease. My body is no longer attacking itself. I haven't had symptoms. I haven't been on medication since 2016 and been living like a totally different life again. You're a totally different person. The, the progress you've made, especially with building your confidence back, all the things that you've done to, like, I know you've been in other, like selling other products and were able to get out at events and speak to people and just like the confidence is night and day. And it's amazing that you found your voice because it's such a powerful voice that you have. And to get this message across to people who need to hear it and who are listening right now is so important because for them to hear that you've done this, they know they can also do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just, I, I can't express any further anymore that just, we're going to keep talking about it because it's important and people need to hear it. And we're on, we're on repeat mode a lot because sometimes the message doesn't get to who it needs to the first time around or the second time around. So we're going to keep having these conversations because it's so, so important. I can't, I can't say it enough. Yeah. Well that, I mean, a turning point moment for me was hearing Dr. Terry Wells story, Mm -hmm. hearing her TEDx back in 2011 and realizing like, holy crap, this woman has reversed her symptoms using food. Yeah. That was a huge shift for me and a turning point moment. And so that's the reason I want to, to talk about this more is because I want people to realize you can do this. There's so much you can do for yourself and we can get stuck in that situation. I've been there too, of feeling like there's nothing I can do, or that's really nice for her. That could never happen for me. I've mm -hmm. been there. I held on to the my spoon theory and I thought, oh, I'll just get by because I'll explain to people how I have no energy and things will be fine. But there's so much you can do for yourself. Like now today I'm a nutritionist because I want to be able to help people with their nutrition. But what I want you to understand is that I'm someone who gets it. We both are people who get it. We understand the health challenges and and you know, being going the medical route and not getting solutions and feeling like there's no one to turn to and there's nothing else you can do but there's so much you can do mm -hmm. and when you start to look at things from a natural perspective like the possibilities are are endless in the things you can do and you need Absolutely. to find what's the right solution for you is also a really important thing to understand because like a lot of times people ask me what did you do for me to tell you what i did may give you some inspiration, but it's not specific to you, mm -hmm. right? Like I removed triggers, my triggers, the things that my body was responding to and that was causing the symptoms I was having. We're not the same person. Amanda and I are not the same person. Not at all. We're on different protocols in terms of supplementation, in terms of health stuff we're doing. We need to find what you need mm -hmm. and what's going on with your body. And that's where medicine frustrated me because it's, it's not, it's like, well, we can try this. I, I was on Copaxone and then I was on Betaseron. Both of these were injectable. 
And then Tecfidera came out, which was an oral one. And I was like, amazing, no more injections, except I didn't think about what it was doing to my gut, but that's a mm-hmm. whole separate conversation. But it was like, oh, let's try this. Mm, that's not going well. Oh, let's try this. When we can go with a natural approach, like we use quantum nutrition testing, we can test you to see what's going on with your body. What are the causes? Why are you having the symptoms that you're having? And what does your body need to get back into balance? Not, exactly. you know, everyone who's kind of like you, you specifically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just, it's a whole different way of thinking about things. And it's about supporting the body, not working against the body, which Always. is so important. Yeah. And also I like the mindset that we both have that it's a continual journey with health. You haven't just gotten better and oh, I'm done. I'm going to go eat whatever I want and smoke and drink and do whatever party, whatever the, whatever would come up, right? You are, yeah. you're still focused on continuing to improve your health by sticking to the program that you're on and doing other things that can help make a difference. It's not just a, as you know, we keep coming back to it. It's not a one and done. It's a, what's next. Yeah. What's the next thing. Exactly. Exactly. Like if I had stopped, yes, nutrition, yes, the Terry Walls protocol from 2011. Yes, that made a big difference for me, but that didn't fix everything. I still had numb feet and I was eating paleo. So I still needed to look for, okay, what else can I do? What else is causing the issues that I'm having? And it's, it's the whole, like, we're like onions, things happen in layers. We start to heal something and then it's like, okay, now we're on to the next step. I mean, I'm 40 years old. So there's 40 years worth of toxins and stressful situations and other environmental things I've been involved in, foods I've eaten, things I've drank, lights, nights of not enough sleep. Like there's so many different things that, that need to be healed so that we can start to move in the right direction. And it doesn't mean you're not going to feel good quickly. It just means that it's, it's a continual process and things will just keep getting better. Mm-hmm. And I think that mindset is key as well you need to obviously there's going to be bumps in the road that that's normal but ultimately things are going to get better that's the goal that's what you're always kind of focusing on yeah exactly one degree better every day what's one what's something you can do to get you know one degree better every day so yeah that was amazing i'm glad we could share that today there's so much there's so much there that i hope people will be able to take and apply to their lives as far as what they can do for their own health, their own health, brother. So if you're struggling with your health and you want help, we are here to do that. We are available to help you however we can. Uh, send us a message. Let's get started that way. You can always go to our website as well, alignnaturalhealth.com, and we can find out what the cause is of your health issues and get you on the road to feeling better very soon. So. Thank you again for listening. We appreciate it. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Take care.